Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and I'm straight, and today, straight from the BET experience, we're going to be talking with uh, Tara Lynn Ramsey. She's going to join us, and 15-year-old phenomenon Olivia Penalva will tell us about her new single, so stay tuned. It's going to be a great show today. None is fair, so Auntie G fell to the floor and got lost in the night. I don't believe her when she says she don't mind. Oh no. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host on Music Friday Live, and don't forget, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions and comments to Music Friday Live. that's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, I know a lot of you are sitting there with your earphones on at work, and you're not really paying attention to the computer screen in front of you, so go ahead and email us. We, uh, we'll read your email on the air. Now, I wanted to talk just a, a minute or two uh, about Taylor Swift, actually. <laughs> right, we don't, no, Taylor Swift is not going to be on the show. That would be interesting, to say the least, but no. But she uh, decided uh, to, this morning that she's going back to... Um, Apple, she's going to put her 1989 album back on uh, iTunes because Apple decided that they're going to start paying fees to artists whose music they are streaming during their three-month ramp-up of their new uh, music uh, uh, service. And I think, first of all, I have to congratulate Taylor Swift. Uh, She has, all through her career, she has shown heart and courage, and uh, thank you so much for doing that. And secondly, I have to wonder, what went through Apple's mind? I mean, we don't ask them for free iPhones, so why should musicians have to give them free music? So uh, I, I really have to congratulate her, and thank you, Apple, for finally understanding that there's something different going on in the music world and that people need to get paid for the music. That's all there is to it. Uh, secondly, I wanted to let everybody know that one of our two of our guests here, uh, one who's been on twice, uh, Irene Diaz, uh, Mitre from Mexico and Irene Diaz have released the um, the their new video together. Um, this is uh, it's it was actually released last night on LA TV. But you can go to uh, YouTube and take a look at it. Just uh, look up uh, Mitre and um, you'll see it there. It's really good. They've really done a powerful job on that. Okay, we're going to take a, a quick break here, and uh, we're going to welcome in our affiliates. And when we come back, Tara Lynn Ramsey, so don't go away. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, host of Music Music Friday Live. I'm so excited we're going to have a great guest here in just a second. Uh, And I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And don't forget, if you have questions or comments for our guests, call us, 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email your, your comments and your questions to... 
musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, if you're listening to us on a podcast, and I know about half of you do that, you can still email questions for our guest. We will forward them on to our guest. And unless you tell us uh, otherwise, we'll take your email off so you don't wind up on you know, email addresses that uh, you didn't plan on. But we'll leave it on if you'd like us to, and we'll see to it that you get the answer. Well, Tara Lynn Ramsey is here in Los Angeles this week for the BET Experience and the BET Awards, and they're being held live at the L.A. Live Center in downtown L.A. this weekend. And she's going to be joining stars like uh, Nicki Minaj and uh, Tamar Broxson and Chris Brown and Jason Derulo and many others in a national celebration of black music and stars. But the road to BET was not easy for Tara Lynn. Despite early success with her gospel and R&B album, she learned that her tremendous voice, which I think is one of the best in music today, is not always enough to spell success. It took years of hard work and strong faith, tempered with an understanding of the music business, to put her on stage this Sunday in Los Angeles. So when you meet her, as I did yesterday, what comes across is not her undeniable talent or her striking beauty, but a friendly, accessible, positive person, a woman surrounded by an aura of warmth and welcoming, a real, genuine person. What you see is what you get, and what you get is songs of love and hope sung with a voice unparalleled in pop music today. And what we're going to get is Terrell Lynn. Terrell Lynn, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello. So nice to be back again today. <laughs> it was wonderful talking yesterday. <laughs> oh, it certainly it certainly was. I really enjoyed it just as much as I, uh, even more than I love talking to you on the radio. But uh, we are on the radio, and um, you're performing this weekend at the BET Experience. Are you excited? I am excited. You know, it's funny. Um, once again, it's it's. Uh, one of those things that you dream for, you hope for, you wait. I think Kelly Clarkson said it better. Her first song was Some People Wait a Lifetime for a Moment Like This. And that's probably the best way I can describe it. I think we wait a lifetime for a moment well, you, like this, for sure. <laughs> you have been. Well, you've been on big stages before, and you've been on stages with, with stars before. But never and, the BET stage, though, like ever. You, you think about it. I, I think I've what, been singing since I was 13. I've done... Tons of gospel stuff, VH1, X Factor. Those are huge stage, stages for sure, but none of them are uh, the BET Awards or BET, BET Experience. I've never done that ever. Well, I'm going to be out there Sunday and, and uh, see you perform. You're going to be performing at 2.30 on the Flava stage. Is that right? Yes, 2.30 on the Flava stage. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and what do we expect to hear from you on the Flava stage this Sunday? Well, this is the first time, well, I've debuted Champion, which is a single, um, but this is actually the first time that I will be singing um, another song called Better. I think we have some performances online that have the song called Fly, but this is basically a brand new set of new new unreleased music, and um, I have dancers and backup singers, so for me, it's like a brand new experience for sure. Wow, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be there. Well, we don't have any of those songs in our jukebox because they're they're new. And but but tell us about Champions. What prompted you to write a song about Champions? And what what do you mean by a champion? Well, I feel like everybody has a struggle. I feel like we we all struggle in one form or another. And Champion is a song that I wrote after having experienced, um, you know, amazing highs in my career and in my life, but then, you know, amazing lows as well. But some kind of way you have to be able to figure out that no matter what happens, you're still a champion because if you try, you're a champion. If you if you can um, supersede the, I would say, the, the things that cause you to want to give up, you're a champion. And so I think one of the lyrical things is it says, I've won and I've lost, meaning, I know what it is to have to pay the cost. It's just, I'm stronger now, but I've been weak. Everybody has points in their life where sometimes they're strong and they've been weak, but it's about how you overcome those things. So that's why I wrote Champion. And so that means you're a champion, right? I, I definitely try every day <laughs> to be a champion. If I can make it through a day, I'm a champion for sure. <laughs> I know a lot of people feel uh, feel like that. I know I do uh, every now and then. Well, like I said, we don't have champions. Um, 
uh, since it hasn't been released yet. But I do have Believe, which has some pretty powerful messages wrapped up in it. So let's uh, I love this song, yes. I do too. Let's listen to a little bit of it here. Have you ever felt have a place in life that you are supposed to be never ever seen a part of you try to find a believe when you sing that song? Wow. I want people to believe that every and anything is possible, that you can make it despite your circumstances, despite where you've come from, despite the lack of not having everything that you need, meaning you can take the little and you can make it much and you can still get to wherever you're trying to get to. That can apply for a college student that, you know, maybe maybe they're trying to get a loan to go to school and maybe, you know, they haven't figured out the finances. That can apply for um, people that are having problems in their marriage. Don't give up. You can still believe and make it work. Um, I, I feel like it applies to different scenarios, not just, you know, um, not just things that are insignificant. These are all significant things. Everybody. It doesn't matter your color your nationality, where you're from. I just want you to believe that every anything is possible. Sounds like you want people to believe in themselves. You know, that's true. That's right. That you have I feel like that each of us is given that innate ability to make things happen. Meaning, um you have you have the power on the inside of you to produce whatever you want to happen. That's the truth. Well b- well speaking of believing in yourself, um You've been criticized in the past for jumping around genres and not quite knowing who you are. A criticism, I might add, that is not made about most artists who, of course, evolve and settle into their styles. Are you still experimenting or are you solid in your style? You know yourself and your audience and exactly what you're doing? Well, that's interesting. I definitely feel like I don't. I definitely have gotten a lot of criticism from doing gospel to secular music, but I think all I'm really doing is doing an extension of what I've done before, which is I've always sang life music. The only thing that I did was kind of expand on it, which is to bring music to people that will never go into a church or never step foot into a church on a Sunday morning. And maybe they don't want to go and hear a sermon. So then I feel like my gift is for the world. The lyrical content that I write about is more than just singing about church on a Sunday morning. I wanted to deal with life issues and deal with relationships and deal with having a broken heart. Um, I feel like as an artist, I am definitely ever-changing and growing, but I think for the most part, I'm settling into the fact that I feel really comfortable in being the girl that sings, um, we call it pop inspirational music. So it's like popular music, but it has a message. It's definitely not about clubs and, and, you know, shaking your booty. It's about really giving people hope and really trying to give them something from a musical perspective, a lyrical content to hold on to other than just, you know, my boyfriend did this or I'm going to a club tonight and I'm going to turn up. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's one of the, the songs that, that I really love. And, and I want to ask you about the message, but this is Unconditional Love.
Now that that's from your 2000 album uh Terrell and Ramsey but but it it's it has stood the test of time. I, I love the way you bring in the backup singer sort of gospel style for a very R&B theme on love. Uh I love the lines you love me right you hold me tight. But I have to ask you 15 years later do you think that there really is such a thing as unconditional love that that us human beings are really capable of that? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't hear you very well. I think my phone broke up. Um, oh, okay. Did you, did you hear the question? Uh, I'll, I'll repeat it. Uh, I, like I said, that's from your 2000 album, uh, Terrell Ramsey, and it has really stood the test of time. I love the way you bring in those backup singers. Um, but I have to ask you, 15 years later, do you really think there is such a thing as unconditional love that, that's, that us human beings are capable of such a thing? Wow, that's a great question. You and these questions. <laughs> I would like to tell you that I believe that love, love, yes. I don't know. We live in a society where people are self-centered. People love you with conditions for sure. But I, I, I would like to believe, and I guess I have hope enough to believe that there are some people that can love you unconditionally, for sure. I definitely um, feel that during the time that I recorded that song, I was really young, and it was a song that was actually written for me by a great um, songwriter and producer and gospel named Cornell Morrell. And um, at the time, I don't think I understood the extent of the record. I just recorded it because I just liked the song a lot. Um, But now that I go back and I listen to it and I hear the comments that people make about it, I'm like, okay, I could definitely understand. But I do feel like, yeah, I do feel like maybe there are some people that can love you unconditionally. But definitely from a spiritual perspective, I definitely feel like you definitely should find that from a higher power for sure. Because, you know, people have, they come with their things and their issues and their baggage and their expectations. And if you don't meet them, then they throw you away. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We are talking with uh, Tara Lynn Ramsey about her BET experience performance this weekend and her new songs, including Champion, which will which will debut on the, the Flava stage uh, this Sunday at L.A. Live. And if you want to talk to her, you can call in. You can call in at, <clears throat> at 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and a whole bunch of you have so let's uh, let's turn to some of these emails here. This is from Thomas in Tampa, and Thomas says, "You go, girl. Uh, can we see you on TV this weekend?" Hmm, I don't you know. know. I think I, I'm yeah. not sure, Thomas. I think that they may be streaming live because I've heard that you know just from conversations with people, I've heard that they may be streaming live. But possibly you should just kind of keep checking online on on the BET site and also. Um, I don't know about the actual television network, but I will tell you that we're going to record it and that we're going to have um, a YouTube feed for our fans for sure. So you're going to have a camera crew there? Yeah, we're going to have a camera, yeah. Okay, well, because I was going to bring my video uh, equipment, but since you're going to be shooting, I, I, I won't that way. I won't be in your way, uh, but I'll get the tape. Oh, no, you, can have, you can possibly bring it. No, not, we're not, we don't have like 50 people, so yeah, you're more than welcome. Okay, all right. Um, Verity in Los Angeles says, we are so blessed that you are singing. Oh, I'm sorry, Verity in uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, says, we are so blessed that that you are singing. You should come to New Orleans. We've got plenty of churches for you to sing in. (laughs) Oh, I thought about that. Thank you. so sweet. (laughs) You tell me I have to make my way down there for sure. (laughs) Okay. Well, actually, we've got another email here. This is from Maury in New Orleans, and Maury wants you to sing at Mardi Gras, okay? <laughs> that would do be both. incredible. Never done that before. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that would be, be an interesting contrast going from a church to a Mardi Gras. A but, Mardi Gras, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Maury says that we could use your calming energy. Uh, Simpson in Los Angeles uh, says... Um, Clubs aren't bad. That's the only place we're going to have a chance to really see you live. So while you're in Los Angeles, do some clubs. <laughs> Tell them if I, if I figure out how. I have to talk to my people about that, but that would be great. Okay. So well, I, 
the BET experience is free. So I should say that anybody that wants to come, they can come. It's free. There's no charge. I'm not quite sure how um, the entrance works, but I know you don't have to pay anything to get into the flavor stage. So people no, want to come no. see that, for them to come, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, you mentioned gospel, and uh, you said that your your heart is kind of in gospel, but gospel is sort of a niche audience. Um Unconditional Love is a song that keeps kind of one foot in gospel musically and then one foot in pop, but it reaches lyrically like into pop territory. Are we going to hear more of this kind of fusion music from you? You know that, yes, absolutely. That is, I think that's probably um, from an artist perspective and a lyrical perspective, that's that's what I do. That's, that's Carolyn. Carolyn is the girl. That's going to give you, you're going to get a gospel feel, but the lyrics are going to be everyday life lyrics. Because I feel like so many people don't come to church, so they may never get a chance to hear me. But if I can introduce you all to my world in some way, infuse what, what, the, what the world is, which is pop music, and, you know, it can reach a broader audience. And I feel like I've won. And I feel like I'm kind of creating um, something that's different, but yet and still get it can it can reach people. So yeah, for sure. My lyrics are are lyrics that are um lyrics that are gospel but yet and still they have a message and they can play in, in pop places that play popular music for sure. Well, you know, we we talked yesterday uh, about this a little bit. We talked about the music industry and faith and and that your music springs from the joy of your faith, although not, it's not necessarily always religious music. But you're in an industry that, for the most part, sees faith as kind of irrelevant to the priorities of entertaining people and making money. And in fact, many in the industry are sort of uncomfortable with talking about faith. Have you found that? that have you found this to be true, and, and has it affected your place in the industry? Right. I think that was a great question you asked me yesterday. Once again, I can't really say that I've been affected by it. If I have been affected by by it, then then I don't know. But I would say that I still feel like the same people that want to be entertained, they want to they want to have hope too. Because at the end of the day, when you leave a show, and you come into that show feeling depressed, you may you may come into that show on the verge of suicide. But you may say, I'm gonna go see, you know, this certain artist one last time before I, you know, do something drastic. What happens if if, if your favorite artist gets up and maybe something that they sing changes your life? It it makes you think for a moment. Wait a minute. Maybe I am valuable. Maybe there is a better way. Maybe I can have hope. That's what I want to do. I don't want to just entertain people. We don't. We don't entertain folks for sure because you have to include elements of dancing and you know all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, I want when people leave a Terrellin show or they leave from listening to a Terrellin record that they feel better. That the burdens that they carry may be a little bit lighter. That um, I give people hope. I give. I, I make people think from a perspective of what can I do to change my life? What can I do to make myself better? That's what I want to do for people. You know, so many of your songs incorporate that hope by uh, by, by celebrating love and, and romance. Uh, um, I think of you as kind of a popular love songstress in some ways. And, and, and here's one of those songs um, um, that I, I think really does kind of incorporate those themes. Let's listen to I Look to You. That is just musically stunning uh, as a romantic uh, song. 
but but some that might. Record. You know that song, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that I loved. I I thought that um, everybody knows that I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan, but I loved the record when she came out with the "I Look to You" record. So yeah. basically, I think it's a song about. Um, she says, "It's." I believe that R. Kelly wrote it about the journey, the journey of everything that she'd gone through, and how at the end of the day, the only thing that quote unquote was saving her was her faith. And I look to you. So, um, I love this record. I, it has become my song that I sing every day. If I'm cleaning my house, I sing it. <laughs> if I'm driving in my car, I'm humming it. <laughs> I have a showcase tonight." Here in LA, and I'm singing it tonight. This is like my record. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You've got a showcase tonight in LA. Where? I do. I have um, an industry showcase. It's a VIP event. It's um, called Denim and Diamond, and it's off of Kawanga at the Record Parlor. And yeah, it sure. starts at seven o'clock. Well, red carpet is from seven until nine, and then my performance starts at about nine thirty. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. This is the first time with a live band and. Dancers and singers—it's kind of great. Is that open to the public? It's—it's it's not open to the public. It's open to like industry um, executives and people like that, okay. so they can um, get the RSVP at a certain email address. So yeah, but you sure. can come. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've got another band to see tonight too. You know, there's a lot Aww. of them out there. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, that's the way it is. Well, we talked yesterday about singing in church, something you've done since you were a child. And, and, you know, choir has been the starting point for many, many, many singers. So you still sing in churches throughout uh, the country, especially in the South. And as we talked about yesterday, uh, last week a young man walked into the Emmanuel Baptist Church in Charlotte and worshipped and sang with the congregation and then killed nine of them. And you could have been in that church. What went through your mind when you heard that news? Well, I felt really sad. Yes, when I heard that, you know, what what the guy had done to the church people, I felt like um, I come from a Baptist Pentecostal background of churches. Mm-hmm. So, um, in some in, in some form of a non denominational, but I grew up Baptist, and my grandma was a pastor, and all that good stuff. So, to make a long story short. We're taught to pay attention to what our spirit senses. It's almost like that thing that gets that's down in your gut that you just can walk into a room and you can feel when something's wrong. I felt like because we're so used to being open to people, I felt like nobody had a spirit of discernment to feel that something was wrong that night, to feel like how strange is it that this guy walks into our church and asks to see our pastor. There was something wrong with that. Um, I feel that it is so sad that he basically allowed whatever had happened or transpired in his life to make him feel like his only resort was to go and take revenge on innocent people who had done nothing wrong to him because of some other things that may have transpired in his life. That part is sad. But then the flip side of it is that I feel that even though, yes, he's done something really bad, and even though, yes, he's he's affected so many lives, as as Christian-based people and just people in general, we have to pray for him, try to get him some kind of help, figure out why he did what he did, talk to him, and we can't we can only judge so much. You know, we're not his final judge. He's gonna get whatever he's due at another time. But clearly, he's in prison. Clearly, he's destroyed and affected a lot of people's lives, and it's just a very sad situation. Well, Tara Lynn, that that's very generous of you, and and I. That's a message that I hope that uh, people listening and who also read this uh, this interview take to heart. Uh, you've been very generous with your time, uh, both yesterday and today, and unfortunately we have run out of that time. Um, but I wanted to say thank you so much for, for sitting down with, with the Music Live um, Music Friday Live audience today. It's been a real treat. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you to everybody who wrote in and asked questions. I really appreciate it. And thank you for playing my song. Have a great day. <laughs> okay. And for all of you who <laughs> did who did email and we didn't get your emails, we'll forward them on. That's uh, Tara Lynn Ramsey. You can get her music on iTunes, on Amazon.com, and on Spotify. If you're in L.A., 
catch her live at, on the Flava stage to, to Sunday at the BET Experience. That's uh, this Sunday at the BET Experience at LA Live. It's free. She's on at 2.30, and it will be forgettable, unforgettable, all right, unforgettable. We have to take a break right now, and uh, when we return, the phenomenal 15-year-old who is tearing up the charts in Canada and is throwing us in the, the lower 48, Olivia Penalva. Don't go away. You're not going to miss this. But in the meantime, I'm going to play a little bit of Love by Tara Lynn. That's a, that's a little clip of love uh, um, from uh, Tara Lynn. We're back at Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and, of course, we would love to hear from you. Um, and, and my apologies to everybody who, who did try to get through and talk with Tara Lynn. Uh, we will forward your emails on to her, and I'm sure that she will uh, answer answer them. Um, we had to do a little uh, a little business right now, but it's pleasant business because we have such a wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Now, solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar, you know, because of the upfront costs. Well, Solar City makes it possible for you to go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out. They'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, but there's a lower monthly cost because the sun is making as much as half of your electricity. Solar City pays for the system. It insures the system. It maintains the system. All you have to do is just sort of enjoy the savings. So if you have been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew I was going to do that, so you've got your pen and pencil ready. You're going to call 909 618 6937. That's 909-618-6937. You'll probably talk to my friend Tina, but whoever you talk to, tell them I sent you, that Patrick sent you, Music Friday Live sent you, and you will get a discount on your order. 909-618-6937. Well, 15-year-old Olivia Penalva has accomplished more than most people twice her age. Her new single charted in the top 30 in, on, on uh, Canadian radio. She's just released an album. She's a final, she was a finalist in the International Songwriting Competition, and now she has a new single out, Ferris Wheel, written and produced with uh, fellow Canadian chart topper uh, Andrew Allen. Her music is a breath of fresh air. It's sunshine and beats and melodies, just the, an, the, uh, the medicine many of us need at the end of the day and exactly the energy that all of us would love to have for the weekend. And best yet, Olivia joins us this Friday right now on Music Friday Live. Olivia, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you. Well, Olivia, How I have are to, you? oh, I'm good, and I've been listening to your music, so I'm really good. <laughs> right? you know, I, I meant that, that no matter what's going wrong in your life, if you just listen to Ferris Wheel, it's better, right? <laughs> well, well, I have to admit, you know, that I'm a native Californian. I was raised in Los Angeles, and I immediately fell in love with your new single, Ferris Wheel. And I, I, I of course, recognize every location in the video. Has LA captured uh-huh. your heart? Has it LA captured your heart away from Canada? Oh, uh, I I love coming to LA. Like it's one of it's my favorite trip I think to go to because, um, especially in the winter time because here it gets super cold and there it's just like ten times warmer and the sun is usually always out and there's so many fun things to do and just the work there is so much fun and there's so much to do that I just I just love it. Like I always wish that I'm there. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh we we should listen to a little bit of Ferris wheel and and tell and so our audience know what all the excitement is about. Uh so why don't we uh why don't we do that? There we go.
That's Ferris wheel, and incidentally, that's now available in a variety of places, iTunes, and where else it is available? Um, Spotify, I think it is on SoundCloud. Okay, all right. So uh, take a look, uh, and you and you can be found on iTunes under Olivia. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, all right. Well, I should say um, your lyrics got the L.A. feeling just right. Uh, I especially like the lines, I taste the morning like vanilla on my tongue. Um, the Southern California Air Quality Commission should adopt your song as their theme. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, beyond um, the, the Ferris wheel at the Santa Monica Pier, which is in your, your video, how did that song get into your head and then out as a song? Well, I came down to L.A. And by, when we wrote the song, I think it was like October or maybe it was like February. So it was really, really cold, one of those times. But it was really, really cold back home. And I just wanted to it to be like summer already. So I was getting super excited. And um, we decided to, to write a song that just really had that L.A. summery vibe that just makes everyone want to be somewhere warm and have having fun with their friends and stuff. So we came up with the song and it was just like, as it as we kept writing it, we just like got super super excited about it, and then when it was done, we were like, we knew right away that it should be the single because it's just so fun, and people like would get excited to hear it when it's summer because it would just make them excited for it and just ready for it. Well, it it certainly uh, makes me uh, r- ready for it, and I live here, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Now there's a uh, you haven't relocated here. You you sort of go back and forth between both cities. Is is that correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I think a more interesting question is, this is a very, very tough business. And since you've been in and out of Los Angeles, you know that there's there's probably 10,000 bands in L.A. alone, uh, many of them very good. Mm-hmm. And that's just here, not to mention Nashville and New York and Memphis and Detroit and all the other places around the, around the U.S. What prompted you to get into this crazy, difficult business in this first place? You know, I was I was about 11 and I just like listening to the radio and singing, you know, singing along to the radio and I didn't think of it as anything like that that I would want to pursue when I was younger, but then around the time like I was still 11, I decided I wanted to start doing like little local competitions and um I was like it was it was really weird cuz I'd never like sung like anywhere before, so I was just like, "No, I'm going to do this competition." So I got up on stage and I was so nervous because it was my first time ever performing for like anybody. And after I did it, I like got off stage and I said to my mom, I was like, this is something that, that I want to do like forever. Like I, I loved that. And then um, ever since then, it just kind of, it kind of took off as something that I've always wanted to do. And uh, so far you haven't uh, been daunted by the competition out there. So good. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Uh, and, and speaking of the competition, there's another song here that uh, we'd like to play. And as much as my heart and my history loves Ferris Wheel, there's, uh, there's one that really hits my soul, and that, that's this one. This is Fight for You. sunshine and photo booths with your friends that you can write and deliver emotion as well as smiles yeah um that's like my favorite genre of music to write and to sing like I love singing like the ferris wheel type of songs and stuff but whenever I like 
um, sit down and start playing a song like that or writing a song like that, it just, like, really makes me feel something and makes me happy when it's, like, all produced and done because I'm, like, wow, like, I, I just love, like, this area, like, writing this area. So I'm kind of, like, in, like, mixed genres sometimes. Well, it, it occurs to me, though, that you're only 15, and, and that song sounds like <laughs> somebody who's had a long, deep, and difficult relationship. Is is that a personal <laughs> song, or was there an inspiration for it? Uh, I know it was on the Rainfall album, and, and not the only ballad on the album, but it seems like it's kind of special to you. Well, I wrote that um, song when I was probably, I was just turning 13, so I was just kind of in that stage in my life where, like, every kind of grade seven was like liking all these boys and you know we were like immature and not quite like as mature as I am now even though I'm still only 15 but um I was just it was just kind of like that childhood drama so I decided to turn it all into a song and it just turned out like well because that's what I was like feeling at the time so I think it just kind of all pulled together okay well it pulled together rather nicely um (laughs) (laughs) right thank you um, another song of yours that dives into emotions is um, You Ain't Got a Thing on Me, where you bring in horns yeah. and, and a rich orchestration. Now, I don't have a sample of that, but I do have a sample <laughs> of uh, of Unravel, and which I'm going to play in a few minutes, which does use rich orchestration and layers. Do you have a preference? Do, do you like a very simple, cl- cl- uncluttered song like... Um, fight for you or do you really enjoy getting into the layers and the horns and things like you ain't got a thing on me you know I I love both like around the time I wrote um my first album I was still kind of deciding like you know my like genre of music and like my style like what who like Olivia is as as a musician and um I was just like messing around and I love singing like the the mellow stuff with like less instruments because that's like kind of like what that that stuff really like connects like to me as a person but also like having songs like you ain't got a thing on me that's like another side of my personality that I just really love listening to so like in the song unravel like the message I love the message to the song but I also love the music in the background because it just makes me feel super like happy and upbeat you know it just brings you up and makes you feel good well, it makes us feel good too, right? We are <laughs> uh, we are talking with uh, Olivia Penalva about her new single Ferris Wheel, and you can talk with her. You can call in at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email us. And a lot of us, a lot of you are emailing us, so you probably know the address. I'll give it to you anyway. MusicFridayLive at gmail dot com. And let, let's let's go to some of those emails here. This is Ramsey in Motown, and Ramsey wants to know. Who is your favorite pop singer? And don't say Justin Bieber, That's, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough question for me because um, I I love, like, all types of music. And whenever somebody asks me, I don't really know. But if I had to pick, like, one or two people, my favorite musician would be Ed Sheeran just because the way he writes and the way that he sings. Like, that's somebody that I would like to sing with sometime in my uh-huh. life. Like, he's... He's so he's so good, but another style that like really connects me is Nora Jones. She's just super talented, and I love her voice. And that's what I started singing when I was eleven. So you know, I love it. Actually, there, there's there's uh, little touches of Nora Jones in in your singing, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> but- Buster in San Diego says, um, L.A.'s great, but you ought to come see us in San Diego, particularly if you want to warm up from all the snow and ice in Canada. We're even better at that than Los Angeles. Besides, we have some good clubs, too. You ever been to San Diego? (laughs) Yes, I have when I was young. I haven't been there recently, though. Okay, well, Buster wants you to go, and uh, and, and he's right. There are some good clubs in San Diego, too. Um, (laughs) Uh, back in Canada, Colton in uh, Vancouver says, please don't leave us. <laughs> right? We have warm rain. <laughs> uh, seriously, seriously, uh, why don't you, she, he says, seriously, why don't you, uh, you book a concert here in Vancouver? Ooh, that is actually a good idea. And actually, I will be down next week in Vancouver in Port Coquitlam for Canada Day. So you guys can come check that out. Hey, do you know where you're going to be? What club? Um, I don't think I'm at, I think it's like an outdoor festival kind of uh, performance. I'm not actually quite sure, but in Port Coquitlam, yeah, it's like an outdoor festival, I think. 
Okay, I can put it'll, right. It's on my website, so they can go check that out on Glad. Well, this gives us an opportunity uh-huh. for you to tell people what your website is. Yeah, um, my website is oliviamusiclive.com. So if you want to check that out, I have all, like, all my show dates and everything I'm doing, and it's linked to my Instagram and all my social media, so you can check all that out. Okay, we'll do that. Now, and for all of you in, in Vancouver, you can go see her live outdoors. And it's, since it's summer, you won't have to deal with the warm rain, I guess. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Solace in, in uh, Salt Lake uh, says, uh, I love your album cover. And then he wants to know, uh, and I, I guess he means the the um, the single cover. I, I'm not sure. Ferris the one for, wheel. Yeah, for Ferris wheel. Um, but um, he wants to to know where you shot it. Um, that was shot actually inside my house. So we just put up um, a white kind of large piece of like paper for photography and stuff, and. Uh, I had my photographer come, and we just did the whole thing in my house. It, it's it's great. It looks like you were having a lot of fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, and and I suspect that that that, that picture is the real you there. Yeah, it, I just like. Well, first of all, my favorite color is pink, so I, I'm, you can tell because I'm wearing lots of pink. So that just kind of like I I just put like all my favorite things into a picture and things that describe like me as a person and what related to my song and my style is just you know simple and edgy and fun. So that's, that's kind of what we decided to go for in that picture. Well, it certainly works. Now I, I want to come back <laughs> to uh, a comment you've made a number of times now that you started singing at 11 years old. And you yeah. were a top pick in the Our Kids Have Talent competition, and that was in 2012 and 2013. If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, your stage debut was actually at the Powerhouse Theater to, to kick off the uh, Rainfall album, and it wasn't that long nope. ago. So Yeah, that's have tour- true. That was like two years yep. ago almost. That you have tour dates on your calendar next month. You're supporting a new single. It, it sounds like you're pretty fully engaged in the music industry now. Are you? Yeah, it, it, it's something that I just, you know, I love to do it. So I, I'm going to, like, work to where I, like, I want to, like, to get to. And where I want to get to is where people know my music. And when they hear my name, they're like, oh, oh, she has this song. Like, I love this song. Like, I want people to just generally love my music as much as I do. So that's, like, kind of what I'm working up to. So me, like, performing and releasing all these songs is just so that people can listen to them and, like, love them as much as I do. Well, in, in the uh, the three years I've been doing this show, I've, you know, I've, inter- I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of uh, musicians, and I've noticed that the ones who succeed are the ones who really, really work hard, which apparently you're doing. But I have to ask, uh, what happens this fall when school starts? Well, I'm in a program at school, which is called the Flex Program. So basically, it's like a bunch of blocks throughout, um, like like maybe like, four or five times a week, so almost every day, where I just, like, do all the homework that I've missed, or if I'm going away, all the homework that I'm going to do, so when I'm traveling, I don't have to worry about it, and yeah, sometimes, like, when I still have assignments that I got to do, so, like, say I'm in LA, which has happened before, I'll do my assignments, like, at nighttime, when I have free time in the room and stuff like that, so I just, I just work around it, you know, I, I do whatever I can to, to make everything work out, and nothing ever really kind of, like, collide like collides and stuff it's all pretty usually it's pretty like easy i can handle it so uh, obviously you are and, and like i said it's the the singers who really work hard that i have seen uh su- successful now you had a uh, a voice coach since you were 11 i think i was miss betty ann northrup from your hometown yeah. of, of of vernon um so you've had training uh for your voice and and i think this song really shows off that training well let's, let's listen to a little bit of uh unravel for a moment i wondered what i'm doing here and thought about turning back but there's something to
Now, right there at at the beginning of that song, you you bring in a very breathy voice, a very young voice. But then in the chorus, you ship to a, a perfect pitch belt, and then you go back again <laughs> to the young breathy voice. Is that natural, or did you really have to work on that that, that transition? Um, the more natural part to me is like the more breathy voice like that's what I'm used to and this song when we wrote it is like a higher key than I was used to because I was a bit younger and now I can like do it but it is still something like those notes were hard so I worked at them like over and over again until I could like hit them perfectly and run through it without like messing it up so they're like they're big notes for me like I'm usually like more laid back and that was still around the time when we were trying to find like you know my my sound so it's it's an interesting song. Like, I love that song, the message and like the vibe, like it just, it gets you pumped up and like really thinking and like makes you feel super good. It, it, it does. From what you said, uh, is it fair to ask that you're still kind of looking for your sound, your voice, or do you, have you nailed it yet? You know, I think I found it. Like I, the, the whole Ferris wheel vibe is like really kind of who I am. It's a mixture of like Nora Jones, Corinne Bailey, Ray, Colby Kelly, like all like, those vibes mixed together and that's just like it's a really fun vibe for me I like it a lot in the sense that um other people when they hear it it's not like quite like the same as everything else they've heard so like they find it like super interesting and cool and that's kind of that's what makes me happy that's kind of what like I feel like is my sound well if it makes you happy it'll make us happy do do, Mm -hmm. um, do, do you arrange your own music yeah, I write um I write a lot of my songs. Like the whole Rainfall album was like completely written by me and a lot lately um has been collaborating cuz it's kind of still new for me over the past 2 years. Like before I was used to writing on my own and um now I'm doing a lot of collaborating cuz I'm meeting more and more cool people who can write with me and who are also very talented and um very good at what they do. So you know, mixing like like say I have three people in a room, mixing everybody's like talents together just to come up with something like super good. For example, Ferris wheel, that's just something that like I, I love collaborating now. But I still write a lot on my own. And and you do the arranging too, then, or do you, or do you yeah. have a producer who does that? Okay, well, so so. Um, it, it it just it depends on the songs like all my own songs the ones like I write on my own like Rainfall that's like completely done by me with like the new songs for like um example like Ferris Wheel when we're writing a song together we'll sit down and we'll um like pick a melody and a vibe and then we'll like pick think about all the cool things that we can put in like the production of the song to make it sound super awesome so for example like this song Unravel I also wrote with Andrew Allen and um, one thing he said he loved to hear is, like, um, strings in the chorus and stuff like that. So we put strings. So we just – it's something that's, like, discussed, like, as a group or either on my own. So it's always different. In, in those strings, did, did you download some strings or did you bring in people playing violins? Um, we, I think we, we downloaded those strings because I don't think any of us really play any violin or anything. How did um, uh, you and Andrew get together? Well, um, I think I was about 12, so it was in the summer of 2012. Um, this lady that we knew who was a really close family friend worked at a restaurant, and she had asked me to come sing, and she knew Andrew from school. So... Um, when I was singing a song, she filmed me and she sent it to him. And, you know, like when people get emails saying, oh, like you should check this out. This is like a really young girl singing. Like she's really good. You should like you should meet her and sing with her. Sometimes I think people are a bit like, oh, uh, oh OK, like they don't really know if you're going to be good yet. So they're like, oh, it's just another one of like these videos. So I think that's what Andrew was kind of thinking. But then when he heard me, um, he said he was like super surprised. So he had me come out to sing at um at a winery that he was playing a concert at two nights in a row one night for his wedding anniversary and the night before for the actual concert so um I came to sing and then that night he says oh I wish you guys could like come out to LA and work with me and write with me and then ever since then um I've I've just been working with him and it's been super fun it, it well it, it also produces some super good music too right we've got some yeah, more emails it, here just, go ahead well, okay I'd love to hear them no it's okay I'd love uh, to hear them uh, all right um, we have a, uh, an email here from Mo in Seattle, just south of the uh, Canadian border, and he says, I like the simple, mellow songs. 
she has such a beautiful voice, the mellowness really shows through. When she brings in all the horns, sometimes she gets lost. I don't know, you probably uh-huh. disagree with that. <laughs> well, um, I have to agree in the sense that like the, the mellowness, like that is definitely what I love to do. And we are talking to you about my song Unravel because we really like we really love the song and we're still trying to piece together everything for my E P that we're working on. And Unravel is a song that I really like. So we we're saying how if we wanted to make it kind of in that Ferris wheel vibe, like bring down some of the horns and stuff like that to make it, you know, a bit more on that mellow side, even with the like really upbeat chorus, you know, just bring it down a little bit to make it all like sound good and mix together. So I I agree with that. I have no problem with that. Okay. All right. For all those music critics out there. Well, we're we're getting a little tight on time, and, but and so I'm going to combine things. We've got a lot of emails here asking where you go next, and I have a feeling you've got a pretty well thought out answer to that. But, but I want to ask sort of a larger question there, and that relates to the changes in the music industry and the fact that because you're young, you're growing up with those changes, and, and so you're your life is navigating the shift to streaming and the battles over compensation and the consolidation of radio and concert and festival industries and all that other stuff. What is your strategy? It's getting harder and harder for artists to make a living. Um, how, how do you intend to move forward in this environment? You know, I have really supportive parents and supportive like people around me who are, you know, helping me get to where, I need to go like I have Andrew who's really fun to work with he's introduced me to so many people that um that that help me you know that like I work with and that I have so much fun with and like just from that I think like if I keep doing what I'm doing and keep working um hard and meeting new people and just like collaborating and making new things and um just like keep loving it then I can you know get to to where I want to go and um just keep showing people like what I do and like what I love and hopefully you know they love it, too. Well, apparently they are, and here's one of those songs that, that, that they can love. We have a, a little bit of time left, and I'd like them to hear a little bit of Paris. That is such a, a classic uh, pop song. I love the, the clap beat and the tempo, and uh, you know I, I could see people dancing to it. Right? <laughs> um, we must be having fun because we're about out of time. So real quick, tell folks where they can get your music. So if you want to find my new single, uh, Ferris Wheel, you can find that on iTunes under Olivia or go to my website, oliviamusiclive.com. And um, there's the link and everything to iTunes where you can get it. And if you want to find my album, you can also find that from my website. Or you can find it on um, iTunes. The album is Rainfall. And all my social media is under Olivia Music Live, also on my website. So if you need anything and you're having trouble finding anything, just go to oliviamusiclive.com. Okay, very good. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to call in from Canada. Uh, we do have a lot of emails here. I'm going to forward uh, them to you, except for the ones that want to know if you have a boyfriend. We'll skip those. And, uh, <laughs> all right. and uh, I, I certainly hope I can see you here in Los Angeles. So thank you so much for, for being uh, with us uh, here today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the, the Blog Talk Radio Network and our radio affiliates and also the Cyberstation USA Network. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get a real-time update on all of our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Thank you, Angeline, for dealing with all that social media stuff. You do it so well. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Music Friday, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We are off next Friday. It's the July 4th Friday uh, weekend, so you'll hear a classic program, but we're back on July 10 with Brian McPherson, the singer-songwriter, and we're going to have a special guest. So take a look at our Facebook page and uh, our Twitter stream, and you can get an update on everybody. Good night, everyone. Have a great musical weekend.